Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast, featuring the youth. Hello, everybody. You, you are listening to the youth here on Slam Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 145. I'm Nicole, and I'm accompanied by Brianna and Mario and Angel on the side, as always. It's great to have all you guys here with me. We're going to give you our normal COVID rundown and some of our opinions and some of our thoughts on what's happening in the world and in the U.S. here today. So for our worldwide cases, we now have 15 million confirmed infected, as well as 8.8 million recovered, 618,000 deaths. Italy has been slowly opening back up, and so much so there was even a COVID-free town in Italy that was completely open to travelers. Obviously, they would get tested every now and again, and everything would be under sh- their moderation and under control, but they had a COVID-free town that was completely open to anybody who wanted to travel and just hang out there for, for a bit. Spain is also now seeing a very strong rise in COVID cases after its reopening, and authorities are having a really tough time containing it. This is especially happening in the Catalonia regions of Spain, and it's a three times spread of what they've ever seen before. So they're having a really t- tough time trying to nip it at the bud, seeing as these three past weeks, they've actually been opening up more and kind of going back to normal routine and just normalcy in general. Here in the US, we have 3.9 million confirmed infected, as well as 1.8 million recovered and 143,000 deaths. There is a lawsuit against Florida Governor Ron DeSantis by the Florida Department of Education. This is a response to an order made requiring schools to open back up for in-person learning. So far though, Florida is the America's epicenter for COVID. And because of this, most parts of Florida is still in phase one, which means only online school is permitted. Even though the governor has been trying to push in-person learning, we technically cannot do it. So there is that lawsuit against them because it's going against the safety of the teachers as well as the students. And now N95 masks are now considered a problem essentially, since the air you exhale is not filtered, which can be dangerous to those around you. Walmart is also canceling Black Friday due to a, as a as a thank you to their workers for all they've done during the quarantine and during pandemic in general. And quite frankly, that's a little bit interesting to me because I've only ever lived a life where you had Black Friday and you had the malls and you had this whole situation. But I think it is very nice and that they are considering shutting down for their workers, considering all the work that they've had to do and completely impromptu and they just had to do it immediately. And I think that it is genuinely a, a, a well thanks because those days, even though they can rack up a lot of profit, it's very hectic for all the workers and just anybody involved, as well as 164 pairs of nurses' shoes were placed on the lawn of the U.S. Capitol to honor the nurses that lost their lives to COVID. So we're seeing a whole bunch of different responses to this. We're, uh, we're also un- unmasking, essentially, these new problems with the N95 masks because, yes, the air that you inhale is filtered, but what you don't, what you exhale is not filtered, which, as I said before, can be very dangerous to those around you, especially if, you know, maybe they don't have a mask, maybe their mask isn't as keen, and if you also have a bandana, which seems to not really work all too well, even though it said that you can, if you, if it's your last resort, it's still not the most appropriate thing to have as a mask, quite frankly. But I mean, just seeing all of this and just kind of understanding, I think we're just at the middle of the road here with COVID on what it is, what it's not. And I think that it's honestly just, it's it's nice to see that they are doing certain things for like the nurses and such that had lost their lives. But I think it's just, a little crazy in all fairness to be honest yeah i mean i'm gonna go back to your point on black friday because if you don't know 
um, it's going to be a huge, like, you know, technology, a year in technology, because as you know, Sony is releasing, you know, the brand new PlayStation 5. Microsoft is also releasing the brand new Xbox. And there's going to be a huge demand because, as you know, gaming has really been like a kind of, a, you know, escape for people, you know, in lockdown. I mean, you see it with, you know, I mean, Nintendo's systems have basically sold out everywhere. So the fact that Walmart is canceling Black Friday, I mean, it's not going to, you know, like, I don't think it's going to really, you know, decrease the demand for, you know, technology because, you know, you know, with a system, you people are going to want to buy, you know, a new TV. So like they get, you know, the full like, you know, experience from that system. So, I mean, we need to see what, you know, these other companies that are selling stuff on Black Friday, you know are going to do i mean are they going to go strictly online with you know pre-orders and stuff like that or are they going to try and have like an in-person like you know you know physical experience and stuff like that i mean it's going to be very interesting because you know i mean just what a year to release you know your brand new like you know techno technology and like systems and stuff like this i mean on one it's a double-bladed sword really because on one hand there's going to be a huge demand for it but on the other it's going to be really hard to ship that out to everybody because you know COVID and the logistical problem. So I think that's going to be very interesting how these companies are going to handle, you know, shipping these, you know, major, you know, products. With everything going on, like, honestly, I'm glad Walmart is actually trying to, like, even though it's canceled, like, the workers that are risking their lives, like, you don't know what's going on. Like, they're working hard, even though we are in a pandemic. So they need at least that time off because I know it gets very hectic for people. But right now, like, I understand what you're, like, I agree what you said, Mario, is the fact that with everything going on, shipping things out or trying to do it online is not going to really help. But people are using gaming or finding a way to entertain themselves using different systems just to have fun during quarantine, during being home. But for right now, like, it most likely that they are going to have to like do everything online order it online or do curbside like orders because i've seen like different places like macy's i've seen macy's like you can order online and you can pick up at the store you choose a store you could pick it up honestly that's the best idea that they they could possibly do if it's a last resort but right now with the pandemic people are not trying to risk themselves going out and at least trying to process the fact that right now it's continued to the cases are going to continue to increase so they're trying to be careful but some people still have the, the a mentality that oh it's not bothering them they have to continue to be careful and there's new discoveries happening every single day i heard about the um n95 mask and i was just like wow no matter if we wear a mask like we're still trying like to be careful now we know what's going on we could be more careful about it so at least that's my opinion on everything well i mean they're all sound opinions they all make sense and with the whole surge of technology which mario did bring up a really good point i think also walmart even though they did say we're casting black friday for our workers as a thank you i think that's also uh, we're casting black friday because people are going to be the same way as they normally are on black friday where they're just going to go on top of each other, just completely forget about civility and just manners and just completely act like wild animals, to be honest. So I think Walmart is kind of doing a, a big thank you to everybody, as well as trying to nip certain things in the bud, because 
I know if I was working at Walmart, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't feel safe even if I did have a mask, even if I did have any protective gear on me with all the insanity that happens during Black Friday and all the craziness. And even though I've personally never been Black, uh, Black Friday shopping myself, I know my parents have. And just the stories that I've heard from people just like not understanding like just like people is insane <laughs> like they have no regard for the people around them but I think I think in the matter of fact that they are doing that is genuinely a, a good show of of care not only for the workers but for people also that would be around them essentially and I just think that as Brianna said there's just so many things that we don't essentially know yet that just keep on popping up that we're just kind of looking into that's a little bit insane when 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 we do realize it because you're like I thought that it was safe that it was normal but when we come back here on the youth we're gonna talk about a very famous story about a boy named Bridger Walker here on the youth Sam radio Sirius SM channel 145 hey look what I found a radio radio slam radio Sirius XM channel 145 there are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Man, I love my kids so much. I once sat for three hours in the cold rain to watch her soccer team lose by 18 goals. I love my kids so much, I once used a tube to suck snot out of her stuffed nose at 3 a.m. You win. Love your kids? Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat. From toddlers to tweens, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to find the right seat for their age and size. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. Who, me? Text and whatever. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. We'll be back with the youth on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Good morning, amigo. And then I'd have one more question for him. Did you take steroids? Hold on. Did you take steroids? Why, how can I but do all would, of that and then not ask him? But why would you do that? You're not going to answer that question. Why would you answer such a question? Why not? I'm asking him. I bet you he answers the other two very nicely of without course. a problem. Yeah, so why can't he answer the last up. one? He's going to hang up on us. Why can't he answer the last one? He's hang up on us. Just tell me, no, he didn't. I'm giving him an opportunity for me to no longer judge this based on what I heard from one person in the New York Times. Because I don't want to believe it. He didn't take steroids. He ate us. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. My mother was always very active and independent, and she was familiar with her neighborhood. But one day, she stopped at the stop sign for much longer than usual. She wasn't even really sure where she was at. It's important for you to talk to someone about it. I felt so much better after my son told me, Mom, we'll figure it out. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. There's no losing, only learning. 
There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. If it wasn't for Michael Jordan getting cut from his ninth grade basketball team, he wouldn't have became Michael Jordan. Mm -hmm. You know, if it wasn't for, uh, I seen an, an article the other day where they were talking about Oprah Winfrey and how she got fired because she wasn't good for television. You know, you got people like Walt Disney who got fired, if I'm not mistaken, from a newspaper saying he had no imagination. So what do you tell them? You tell them, you know? You know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger. Because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you got to take those losses. You got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, que rico. You know, this is what it's all about. And not only that, it's never about making it, guys. It's always about maintaining it. That's the toughest part. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Yo, this is K9, and you're listening to Slam Radio, Series 6M 145. And now we're back with the youth on Series 6M 145, Slam Radio. We are back here on the Youth Slam Radio, Series XM, Channel 145. This next segment, there's a story that's been going around on social media that has essentially blown up. And there's a whole bunch of nice responses and all sorts of things like that. But the story in itself is about a six-year-old boy named Bridger Walker who saved his younger sister from a dog attack. And essentially, he's quoted saying that if someone had to die, I thought it should be me. And this story was posted by his aunt in order to get some exposure so that some of his favorite heroes could see his actions and can see how brave he was protecting his sister after he got around 90 stitches in his face for actually protecting her. And he actually just then got a lot of attention from a lot of these fictional superheroes that he absolutely adores. For example, Chris Evans, as we know, is Captain America in the Avengers. He sent him a very authentic Captain America shield for his bravery. Robert Downey Jr who, as we all know, plays the iconic Iron Man character that I think is all in our hearts, even though, you know, I love you 3000. He saw that Chris Evans sent him a authentic Amer Captain America shield. And he went up to him saying, call me on your birthday. I promise you I have a very huge surprise for you. And Tom Holland, our latest uh, Spider-Man, had invited Bridger onto the set of the next Spider-Man movie, saying that if he ever wanted to, he can come around and see how it works out. And quite frankly, knowing Tom Holland, he'd probably have a very big surprise for him and have everything set up so that he had his own little replica Spider-Man suit and it's completely decked out in, in all festivities for this. So when I first saw the actual story, it genuinely did break my heart because this six-year-old boy, not even knowing anything, just I just went. He just completely dove headfirst and said, if somebody has to, I'd rather be me than my little sister. And the fact that so many celebrities and so many iconic superheroes that we all have grown to love and know are just jumping on this and commending him for his bravery. Tom Holland even said that what he did was something that was very difficult to do, that it's very difficult for even a grown man to make some sort of decisions like that, but he decided to make it on a very quick whim. So I'm just kind of wondering your guys' perspective on this. I mean, I can tell you that I absolutely love, love the superheroes that we completely adore reacted to this and made it into something that was essentially so powerful 
because I like just I like how they looked at it and they were just like here here you go because you're you're a superhero to us it was sweet when I first heard this story it brought me to tears because me as an older sibling I have the same mindset when it comes to my little brother yes he is 16 but I still have to protect him it's my idea no matter what like I if it has to be me to like get hurt I'd rather be me than my little brother because I would never put him in front of me ever no 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 I'm not like that I'm I was very emotional because I understood the feeling and the fact that he's to me that's a superhero because I would definitely do that as a sibling and I'm glad that he got recognition of him being a superhero and honestly that is a superhero material honestly I'm happy that all these amazing actors like noticed him for him being a superhero to many other people I mean this kid is just wow what an example of bravery that he's setting you know for the whole world and to be honest we kind of needed this uplifting story I mean I mean with everything's going on uh, this is just such a heartwarming story that I, I just love this kid. I mean, I have never met him. I mean, I'm an only child. I can't even really relate to this, but I still love this kid. I mean, the bravery sh he showed off. I mean, if it was one of my cousins out there or, you know, somebody that I knew closely, I would probably do the same. But, you know, this kid actually, you know, exemplifying this. And afterwards, he was just so humble. It's just like so like adorable that he's like, you know what, if anybody needs to die, you know, it should have been me. And I got to say, wow. I mean, this kid is just, I, I love him. I, I just love this kid. He's so amazing. And again, hats off to the actors for, you know, noticing him and doing all this stuff for him. I'm really excited to see what Robert Downey Jr.'s surprise is for this kid. I mean, does he come out in like the full Iron Man armor and stuff like this? It's going to be very, you know, interesting what he does. And I'm excited for it because, you know, this kid in the end, he deserves everything that's coming for him, you know, for, you know, his bravery. Yeah, and, and knowing Robert Downey Jr., he's going to pull out all the stops. Like, I said that Tom Holland will pull out a lot, but Robert Downey Jr., the pull that that man has, he'd, he'd make that whole day for him the best birthday he'd ever have. And it would be so hard for his parents to, like, one-up that. I mean, other than the fact that the kid is actually very humble and that he is very, like, down-to-earth in who he is and with the people around him, I think even though he is extremely humble, which is very lucky enough for his parents, I think even then it would be difficult for the parents to one-up what Robert Downey Jr. might kind of show off on his birthday. But I, I, I have to agree. I think that this is genuinely something that is very uplifting. It's very happy. I mean, obviously it has a sad undertone to it because he did get hurt and he did, you know, suffer through some trauma with it physically. But I think the fact that the uproar of just all this, nice and these just genuine responses to it was honestly the better half of this because it just shows how people are genuinely just so thankful and just grateful for people like this and I think that when it goes down to it it's something that I know that Brianna kind of talks about like being the older sibling and understanding that perspective I'm the younger sibling and I understand that perspective there's things that I would do for my brother and my sister who are much older than me but I would I would stand in, in the middle of it. I know that I've essentially gotten into a very bad argument for my brother before and that's it. Like I would do anything to protect them. So I completely understand this mindset because it's like, even though I am the baby and my brother who is six five in stature and is very wide compared to me, 
would do the same thing, even though I'm, a, I'm smaller than he is, I, I would still jump in the middle and try my hardest to protect him in any sort of way. So this is just in general how it's just a sibling thing where you just see this as a response and you want to kind of go over and you want to protect them as much as you can. And I think that even though, again, I don't understand the whole older sibling perspective, I can just see this as a sibling thing in general. And it is very heartwarming because you do see how in perspective of this, he's very young. And the fact that his response to it is if someone had to, it would be me, is very overwhelming. You're like, what, how, how would you even think of that in, in, in response to it? He's a very quick thinker, as we see in sort of problem settings like this. He immediately just jumped in and protected her and he jumped in the middle of the fight. And his sister left with no scratches on her. She's completely fine and she's settled. He has had a lot of lacerations on his face and he was swollen for a while. He had a black eye, but everything seems to be healing very fine. And just again, in general, I think this is just a heartwarming thing to watch. Uh, watch because again even though there's some sad undertones to it you can still see just the positive uproar as a response to it as a thank you essentially even though the only person who's protected there was a sister it's still something that's very sweet to see such a young boy kind of partaking in now yeah definitely I mean this kid I just he deserves everything I'm gonna say it again I mean, it does have some side undertones. He did get injured, but I mean, he said it was for the greater good. You know, he'd ra it'd rather be him than, you know, his sister. I mean, I'm an only child. Again, I'm going to say this again. I can't really relate to this in the way that you guys are relating to this, but I'm trying my hardest. You know, this kid is absolutely adorable. I just love, you know, every, you know, thing about him. I mean, I just, I, and how old is he? I mean, he's fairly young. I, I couldn't really get the exact age, but I mean, the fact that he's that young and actually he's six years old and that he has that type of mindset, just hats off to him. That's, a, that's amazing. Again, he's extremely young. He immediately just thought, hey, I'd rather be the one to go if it had to be that. And again, that's something that you would never think of as like an immediate reaction when you're, when you're young. I mean, I know that the reaction that I had when my brother was getting bothered, I was very young too. I was around like first grade but that has no comparison to this at all. It has no comparison at all to it. Honestly, yes. It's like as an older sibling, you have a protectiveness over your younger sibling. But I I feel like it's more than that is if it's someone you care about or someone you made a bond with, you get very protective of them. Because I know for a fact, I'm very protective over my older cousins to my younger cousins that the youngest in my family is a four-year-old and I'm very protective over her. I've always been protective of my cousins. You mess with my cousins, I get very angry. And the same goes with my friends. I get very protective over you guys and that, like, to me, you guys are family. I've created a bond with you guys that is incredible and being protective over you guys shows how much I care about you, if that makes sense. Like, Nicole, like you said, like, as a even if you're a younger sibling, you protect your older brother. It's because you love your older brother and no matter what you, like you rather not like hear people talking bad or hurt your brother, so you rather get in. It's the same way as an older sibling, no matter what, whatever bond you have with a certain person, you be, you're always gonna be protective of that. I mean, that's that's a 100% given. I know that Brianna is my school mom. I love her with all my heart. She's 
there's a special place in my heart. But yeah, it's just a protective bond, essentially, with anybody that you really care about, that you have a bond with. But when we come back here on our separate segment, we're going to have some sports updates for you guys here on the USM Radio, CSSM Channel 145. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 145. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Man, I love my kids so much. I once sat for three hours in the cold rain to watch her soccer team lose by 18 goals. I love my kids so much, I once used a tube to suck snot out of her stuffed nose at 3 a.m. You win. Love your kids? Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat. From toddlers to tweens, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to find the right seat for their age and size. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. Who, me? Text and whatever, just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. We'll be back with the youth on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Good morning, amigo. And then I'd have one more question for him. Did you take steroids? Hold on. Did you take steroids? Why, how can I but do all would, of that and then not ask him? But why would you do that? You're not going to answer that question. Why would you answer such a question? Why not? I'm asking him. I bet you he answers the other two very nicely of without course. a problem. Yeah, so why can't he answer the last up. one? He's going to hang up on us. Why can't he answer the last one? Hang up on us. Just tell me no, he didn't. I'm giving him an opportunity for me to no longer judge this based on what I heard from one person in the New York Times. I don't want to believe it. He didn't take steroids. He platanos. platanos. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. My mother was always very active and independent, and she was familiar with her neighborhood. But one day, she stopped at the stop sign for much longer than usual. She wasn't even really sure where she was at. It's important for you to talk to someone about it. I felt so much better after my son told me, Mom, we'll figure it out. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. If it wasn't for Michael Jordan getting cut from his ninth grade basketball team, he wouldn't have became Michael Jordan. <laughs> You know, if it wasn't for, uh, I seen an, an article the other day where they were talking about Oprah Winfrey and how she got fired because she wasn't good for television. You know, you got people like Walt Disney who got fired, if I'm not mistaken, from a newspaper saying he had no imagination. So what do you tell them? You tell them, you know? You know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's gonna do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you got to take those losses. You got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, con que rico. 
You know, this is what it's all about. And not only that, it's never about making it, guys. It's always about maintaining it. That's the toughest part. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Yo, this is K9, and you're listening to Slam Radio Series 6M145. And now we're back with the youth on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Oh, yeah. We are back here on the youth, Slam Radio, Sirius XM channel 145. And as I promised you guys, we're going to have some sports updates talk. So, recently, the NBA has given us a first look of the new restart court in Orlando. And the NBA is set to start back up on July 30th. So I know that this is a very exciting. And what we've seen on the actual uh, first look on it is that there are socially distanced space chairs as well as socially distanced benched areas, plexiglass for the scores area, and Black Lives Matter painted on the court. Dr. Fauci, who so far has been opposed of things reopening and such things, will throw the first ceremonial pitch for the Nationals opening day. And the NFL has now announced plans for all training camps to open up by July 28th. The plans are as, as follows. Rookies will start up first, and they, they reported back in on July 21st, which was yesterday. Quarterbacks and injured players will report in on July 23rd, and all the remaining players will report back on in July, on July 28th. And all players will be t- daily tested in order for the season to continue in its fullest capacity. So quite frankly, I think the fact that the NBA has given us a new look of how the court will be, so we have kind of a peace of mind and see how everything will be working and how players will be in their best shape as they possibly can, how they are protected as much as they possibly can, is very comforting. And the fact that the scorers area does have plexiglass and they are also separated from the from the court and from some of the players and their interactions and all that is also very comforting in the fact being that not only are the players safe, but also the people that are just working there in general are also equally as safe. I do like the fact that everything is socially distanced and everything is balanced out how they should be. And the fact that they do have Black Lives Matter painted on the court is something that is very impactful. That's been a lot of talk on the fact being that they do have it painted on the court. And I think that it's very important because a lot of people are kind of forgetting about Black Lives Matter now as it's no longer quote unquote fad, but it's not really a fad, it's a movement. The fact being that some people think it's dying out or it's not important anymore because now when you see on the first page on your Instagram anymore, doesn't mean that it's not still happening and that protests and movements aren't still happening because it's very much still alive. And again, I think it's a little funny how Dr. Fauci is completely opposed to everything opening up, will be throwing the first pitch for the Nationals opening day. I think it's ironic even because he's the one who's been opposed to everything like that. And he's the one who will be throwing the first pitch. I don't, it's ironic. I don't understand that. But I'm also kind of happy the NFL has also kind of opened up how they want to go back to their training camps and how everything is kind of in line to work that way. And I think that the fact that all their players, essentially team members, team members and also just workers will be tested daily in order to, for the season to continue on its correct speed. It's also very comforting because I, I, I said it before, I'm going to say it again. I'm going to repeat it till I can't repeat it anymore. I like watching these sports, knowing that these players and everybody else in that, in that field, in the court, wherever they're playing, is as safe as they possibly can be. That they're taking the correct set, uh, safety precautions and that everything is essentially in the correct place for them to feel as safe as possible and to feel as healthy as possible. And the fact that they are kind of giving us some opening sights of the distancing and how 
they want to continue on moving and things are set differently is very comforting and, and, and it kind of calms my mind a little bit because again, even though I said it again, I like knowing that they're safe and that they feel safe enough. So just getting these sneak peeks, getting these little tidbits uh, of information on this is quite exciting and quite safe of mind personally. I mean, listen, when it comes to sports, I have pretty, a pretty unpopular opinion on them opening up. Like certain sports I get, like for example, F1, NASCAR, those sports, even though like the pit crews, the people running the car are pretty close together, it's not really a contact sport where, you know, they're touching each other, the other drivers are touching each other and stuff like that. But when you get to basketball and football, there, I really don't see why they are trying to play because in the end, the, basketball has had so many problems opening up that a lot of people didn't really know if it was even going to happen. And now they continue to be persistent with it. And to be honest, I mean, I like that they're trying to be, you know, trying to support all these political movements. I have no problem with that. But the fact that they're playing, like, you're putting these players in danger, you know, of dying even. I mean, it's just so, I really don't agree with it whatsoever. I mean, it's kind of ignorant in the fact that, number one, they're playing in Florida, which is the pretty much worst place, in my opinion, to play because we are the epicenter for the coronavirus and they're playing in Florida. Number two, it doesn't take just those, what, 12 players per team to play a basketball game. It takes many more people. It takes camera crews. It takes referees. It takes scoring officials. It takes media members. It takes the people cleaning up the court. It takes much, much more people than those players on the court to play a basketball game and televise it for everybody to see. And we've already seen major players get the coronavirus from this and from within the bubble. And I just really don't agree with how they're doing this. This is kind of, I think it's really stupid how they're doing it. I think why are they are still playing? Because let's be honest, sports aren't essential. Like the world isn't going to come to a screeching halt and fly into the sun. If a game of basketball isn't played, if the world is not going to fall into nuclear anarchy, if the Milwaukee Bucks don't play the Los Angeles Clippers, it, it's really unnecessary and stupid in my opinion. But, you know, and when we get to football, that's even worse because there are hundreds of players on a team running a team. It's just going to be even worse. I just do not agree with sports opening up whatsoever. I mean, those are just my two cents. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people disagree with me, but I'm all for the safety of people because if we do play sports now, I mean, next year we might not be able to see the stars play because, well, they're all going to contract this virus that we've sent them out to play. So I think we should just play it safe and really not play sports that aren't needed to be played. I definitely actually agree with a little bit of what you said, Mario, but as well as that, we got to give them um, props that they're at least trying to get everybody there safely, make sure that they don't get the virus. Um, but you're right. I feel like that being in Florida, since we are the epicenter of the virus right now and the increasing cases, it's, it is a little troubling to think right now, but as well as that they're trying their best with what they can, especially like different sports, like they're trying to like plan out so that they don't have a problem with someone getting the virus or they're taking the necessary precautions so that people 
are safe and that includes everyone not just the players but the coaches like all, all the people you named to make sure they're safe so i'm glad that they're actually tr at least trying to plan out something instead of not doing what they're supposed to be doing but at least it's something because i know for a fact that you're right not it's not going to be the end of the world if sports don't come back but you have so much people looking forward to sports coming back that their excitement of not getting it canceled is like there like they don't want to cancel it because yes it's not essential but like it's also a way of entertainment and it's what we have used most of the time at least many people have used to as an entertainment when they're home I mean, listen, I like sports myself. I mean, I love sports. I've been watching NASCAR, which I haven't watched since I was probably seven years old. But in the end, I just don't really agree with it. And I'm going to go back to the point of Fauci throwing the first pitch in the Nationals game. It's kind of ironic. It's almost poetic in a sense, because like, I mean, the man that is so opposed to sports opening up and everything opening up in general is opening up to the first game. I mean, it's, it's kind of ironic. It's kind of funny even. But I mean, I, I believe, I mean, I think he should protest against this. I, I don't think he should throw the first pitch if he really is against it. But then again, I mean, listen, what Bree is saying is 100% right. A lot of people are missing sports. A lot of people are, you know, you know, like missing the excitement and entertainment watching a live event. And I 100% agree with those people, but you know, if that jeopardizes the safety and lives of the people actually, you know, playing the sport, it's going to end badly. And we're not going to have sports in the long run if we play right now. And, you know, there's been a lot of solutions like, oh, cutting down the camera crew, you know, broadcasting it live. But it doesn't really do service to, you know, the sporting event itself, because, you know, in the end, the players are still going to be playing close to each other. And yeah, they are secluded in a bubble, but you know, as we've seen with the NBA, that bubble has gone tragically wrong. I mean, we just see the amount of problems. The fact that the players can't even wear their uniforms correctly has really just been, you know, a testament to this whole bubble thing in reality, because I mean, it's just so terrible what is happening in this country and in this state in particular. And the fact that sports are going on right now i mean i just really don't agree with it that's just my sentiment on it but i mean mario brings a really good point the fact being that if we do start playing today or just very close to today i think that it will cause a lot of back not not essentially backlash but just a lot of ulterior problems that we kind of can just gloss over the fact being that are we really willing to watch basketball and watch baseball and watch football the fact being that maybe one of your favorite players contracts this and dies. What, how are you going to react to that then? Like, if your top favorite player from the NBA contracts this while in the tournament of playing, not, not now, not that they're practicing for it, now they're going to go into it. No, they contract it, and they start spreading it around to their team members in the early beginnings of it. What's going to happen then? And they die. How, how, like, the reaction to it is... Is going to be instrumental. They're going to have people just completely pro protesting the NBA, protesting the NFL, 
the MLB in, in, in efforts to completely close down the, the, the association so that people are more likely to live essentially. And I think the fact being that, yes, people are becoming a little nabby at the fact that we don't have sports yet or that we have limited sports or that certain sports are not their favorites. Some people don't like NASCAR. I like NASCAR, it's pretty cool. But people aren't getting their sports crave in, in certain aspects of it. So there's a lot of people who are kind of getting really nippy, really mad, really frustrated because they're just sports fiends and they're, they don't really care at this point. They just want something that they kind of like. So the fact being that you do have a lot of people out there who don't care anymore what happens. They just want to see the Mavericks. They want to see the Heat. They want to see all of that. They don't care. They just want to see something that resembles their favorite NBA, NBA team, NFL team, all of that. And I think the fact being that it's kind of become a little selfish nowadays is a little bit concerning. The fact being that, yes, people are getting as much as they can and their safety is our top priority. And as, as I said before, I'm only really watching this if it's given and it's a stated thing that they're safe and that everybody's healthy and that everybody's in the best mindset to play. But if not, then I, I honestly feel uncomfortable watching it because then it's who's really protected, who's really safe. And I, I, I hold a very strong connection, especially to basketball. I love basketball. And I have certain members of certain teams that I absolutely adore. And if I feel as if that team isn't being responsible enough or isn't protecting its players enough, I, can, I, I will refuse to watch it because it's not okay. It's not respectable. But I think the fact that sports is coming back up slowly but surely and some even quicker than others, some more postponed than others, I think is a little bit concerning in some elements to it. But for the fact being, for what we can see so far, people are taking as much precautions as they can and are trying their hardest to limit any more con uh, contraction within their own teams and within their own groups, and essentially. But for our final segment here in the youth, we're going to talk about a very special actor in everybody's heart to you. Uh, when, you, when we come back here on the Youth Slam Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 145. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 145. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Man, I love my kids so much. I once sat for three hours in the cold rain to watch her soccer team lose by 18 goals. I love my kids so much. I once used a tube to suck snot out of her stuffed nose at 3 a.m. You win. Love your kids? Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat. From toddlers to tweens, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to find the right seat for their age and size. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. Who, me? Text and whatever, just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. We'll be back with the youth on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Good morning, amigo. And then I'd have one more question for him. 
Did you take steroids? Did you take steroids? Why? How can I but do why, all of that and then not ask him? But why would you do that? He's not going to answer that question. Why would you answer such a question? Why not? I'm asking him. I bet you he answers the other two very nicely of without course. a problem. Yeah, so why can't he answer the last up. one? He's going to hang up on us. Why can't he answer the last one? He's going to hang up on us. Just tell me, no, he didn't. I'm giving him an opportunity for me to no longer judge this based on what I heard from one person in the New York Times. Because I don't want to believe it. He didn't take steroids. He platanos. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. My mother was always very active and independent, and she was familiar with her neighborhood. But one day, she stopped at the stop sign for much longer than usual. She wasn't even really sure where she was at. It's important for you to talk to someone about it. I felt so much better after my son told me, Mom, we'll figure it out. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. If it wasn't for Michael Jordan getting cut from his ninth grade basketball team, he wouldn't have became Michael Jordan. <laughs> You know, if it wasn't for, uh, I seen an, an article the other day where they were talking about Oprah Winfrey and how she got fired because she wasn't good for television. You know, you got people like Walt Disney who got fired, if I'm not mistaken, from a newspaper saying he had no imagination. So what do you tell them? You tell them, you know? You know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's gonna do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you gotta take those losses, you gotta take those hits. There's gotta be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, you know, this is what it's all about. And not only that, it's never about making it, guys. It's always about maintaining it. That's the toughest part. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Yo, this is K9, and you're listening to Slam Radio, Series 6M 145. And now we're back with the youth on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We are back here on the youth Slam Radio, Sirius XM 145 on our final segment of the day. Quite frankly, it's a little, it's a, it's a little concerning how quick these shows continue passing us by. But yesterday was Robin Williams' birthday. And there was a lot of people paying tribute to what would have been his 69th birthday since he passed on August 4, uh, on August 11, 2014. And I can I think we can I can speak for all of us, even Frank in the studio there. Now we essentially grew up watching a lot of of his work, and we grew up being able to find the joy and the happiness in his work. So in our own sort of memoriam here in the youth, I'm kind of interested in what was your favorite film and their on-screen persona of his, because I can tell you. I've narrowed it down to three or four. In the film department, it's definitely Mrs. Doubtfire, Jumanji, then Museum. And probably if we're gonna talk about just on-screen on personas, probably in TV, I'd go with uh, Mark and Mindy because a lot of that stuff was improvised and he just was being completely goofy in himself. And I, he was told play an alien and he completely forgot about human existence and manners. And I think that's honestly a great, job that an actor would do and I'm com I completely love that man it, it and I just I'm gonna cry I love it. it it's it's too much I love it I have a question 
who yes. is who is Robin Williams? Because I, I don't know this. Brianna, do me a favor. Can you take Angel out of the chat? Because I don't want to deal with this. This is on a breakdown. What? I don't know who you guys are talking about. Like, okay, <gasps> okay. This, okay. Is, this, is the, this is the question I had for you from the beginning. Okay, okay. Angel, have you ever seen Night of Night at the Museum? I think once when I was like okay. younger. But do I don't you remember. remember? Do you remember who played Teddy Roosevelt? Some guy that looked like Teddy Roosevelt. That's Robin Williams. The fact that you do not know who this man is shatters my heart, Angel. It really does. It, it, it hurts me a little bit. That still doesn't tell me who Robin Williams is. That's just look him up. Look him. Look, no, no, no. Look him up, buddy. I can't. I'm. I'm too distraught at this. At this fact. I'm. I'm just distraught. Angel, how can you not know who the genie from Aladdin was? Like, come on, bro. That that, that that's inexcusable. You mean Will Smith? No, 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 no. The original, the animated one, the good one. I mean, even though the Aladdin movie, you know, the recent one was good. I, the original Aladdin, the animated one, you know, it's incredible. I mean, if, listen, we're talking about my favorite Robin Williams movies. I need to talk about Aladdin and None of the Museum. Those are two amazing movies. Even though he wasn't really the main role, main like lead, he still really portrayed himself well in those movies. And those are some of my favorite movies of all time. And I just need to give the man respect. I mean, he was a great, you know, character on and off the big screen. He's just, you know, a man to look up to. And I got to say, he's one of my favorite actors of all time. So, you know, props up to him, you know, rest in peace, please. I mean, he's just one of my favorite actors. And I really don't know what to say. I mean, he's just one of my favorite people of all time. Okay. So who's Robin Williams? Oh my God, Angel, please Google him. Please Google him because you're hurting my feelings right here because he was in a lot of the movies that I grew up with. Aladdin was definitely one of them. Happy Feet, Jimanji. He was in Robots that I didn't even know, but he was actually one of my favorite characters in Robots. As well as The Night, uh, the night in the Museum, I watched those movies all the time growing up. The fact that you don't know a legend, is, it's, it's hurtful. It's absolutely hurtful, the fact that you didn't grow up to these movies and you don't know who a legend is. Like, seriously? I'm looking at, I'm literally looking at all the, the lists of movies and definitely Flubber was one of them. I actually loved Flubber. And he's just an amazing actor. And it sucks that it's been a long, a long time since he's passed away. I didn't realize how long it's been. When I saw the date, I was just like, whoa, it's been that long. But no matter what, whenever you hear his voice or whenever you see him on the screen, you're just like, he's still alive in our hearts. And he's definitely a legend that we all loved him for, like all the movies. I'm just like shocked that I didn't know he was in certain movies. And he was actually my favorite character in those movies. So I, I'm I agree. I saw that on Happy Feet. And when you brought up robots, I completely... I, I yeah and he was and he played it so well I didn't know what character he was in Happy Feet or Robots when I looked it up I was just like he was my favorite character or really so like it's it, that makes me like happy to know that such a legend is like one of my favorite characters in these movies that I definitely grew up with no matter what because my dad would put me on all these movies yeah and but, I can just tell you 
that it talking about this breaks my heart a little bit because not only was he just such a great person to have on in 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 a film or on TV, he was just in general from interviews that I've seen and from things that he did on his not essentially part time but just to joke around. It was genuinely just so heartwarming and it is a little heartbreaking that we did lose such a wonderful person inside and out, but. I think it kind of shows to the fact that the duality of a person isn't always how you think of them to be. But I I truly, it did, it did take me a step back when I saw the year that he passed. And I remembered seeing, like talking, when I was doing this, I remembered how I felt when I first heard that he had passed and I completely broke down. I've never met this man in my life. I really wanted to for a long time. And the fact being that he went through with what he did and, and this the, the his own troubles that he dealt with was honestly heartbreaking because he just brought so much happiness to other people that's a little heartbreaking that he couldn't find that in himself but the happiness that he's given to a whole bunch of other people even if he didn't know them if, even if he did but I, I I did definitely cry when I was doing this because it did set me back a little bit and it did make me a little somber the feeling that I, 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 I'm yet to see movies where he's in it and it's a little heartbreaking. Nicole, 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 Nicole. Oh my gosh, Frank. Dude, people need to get on their game. Am I the only one who does it? It's really heartbreaking. I'm heartbroken again. Come on, people. Sorry, Nicole. Sorry, Nicole. I was too late. I'm devastated. Anyways, thank you so much, Brianna, Mario, Angel, and our latter half of the show. It was great to actually hear you as we normally see your comments, but yeah, today's very interesting. We had a whole bunch of different topics, a lot of heartwarming things, a lot of heartbreaking things, and just some harsh opinions in general that we went over here on The Youth. But we'll see you tomorrow on The Youth. Sam Radio, Sirius channel 145. The views and opinions expressed on The Youth are entirely those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.